Hey everybody, this is Mark. Welcome to episode 8 of the Mark RNC Accent. As always, my sincere thanks for listening. Remember to subscribe for more. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rating and a review if you have the time. The first thing I want to talk about is linkbacks. This came from a conversation with one of my friends who said the first podcasts were pretty okay or good or great or whatever. I would really like to learn more about that particular subject. So I thought I'll do a link back. Link back is expanding on ideas that have floated on previous episodes. So this one is an expansion on episode one. You might want to listen to that again if you don't remember it. Storytelling's a bit of an art. Art can be learned, art can be taught, and art can be exper- can be expanded with experience. Every art has a structure. Here's a structure to this one. Every story has a similar feel. It's got a start, a middle, and an end, and sometimes the end sad, sometimes that end is the beginning of a smile. The news you watch, listen to, or read has a similar structure, and that structure looks a bit like this. Here's the headlines, what we're going to talk about. Here's the news, and then they deliver the main news stories. Here's what we told you. That's the summary and a reminder of what they've actually told you. And then usually they feed you a feel-good story to leave you feeling that little bit better after all the misery and suffering that they fed you through the news. Why do we news stories? Stories have many differing themes. All good stories have one thing in common, whether that outcome is negative or positive. They deliver a message. In order to gift this message, use the same structure I've mentioned. I'm going to deliver you a message. I'm giving you the reason why that message is important. I'm delivering the message. This is the point of the message. Here's an example of a message that I would think is pretty bad. I'd love to help you with your problem. In order to do that, I will tell you about an experience I had ages ago that really impacted my life. I had a taco, and it was amazing. Wow, you had a taco. It was probably the best taco ever, because I probably made it for you, because I'm a bit of a good cook. How does that help me with whatever that problem was? You didn't even acknowledge and summarize my problem. Here's an example of a message that's a little bit better. I understand that. I felt the same way as you about my about how my Windows-based laptop started off being really fast. Then over the months, it was really slow. I found since I moved to Mac, even after using the same machine for many, many years, it's as fast as day one. That's why I feel my MacBook Pro is one of the best decisions I've ever made. It makes my life easier. What's the message? Max rock. The formula is the same, though slightly different. I delivered it as per the news. In this case, I added, felt, showed sympathy. I felt the same way as you, and I added some detail. Found. Turn the situation around. A solution that made the problem a solution. Feel. 
That's the message you're delivering. Why? Based on your experience, what you did, bought, etc. worked. And for extra impact, I used lots of emotive words. That's short stories, quick impact delivery of your message. What about longer stories? Longer stories are are really aimed at those who have the time to absorb. So ask them before you start if they have time. This is for those who are able to control their audience. It takes experience, judgment and vigilance. Experience because you draw on what you've listened to and you craft that story accordingly. You fill it with important details based on real life experiences using names and places. Judgment because your audience differs massively. Explaining something using the experiences of a photographer probably won't help someone in music production. So you just you, you take that story and you adjust it to fit, you tailor it. Vigilance, they may they, they may lose their interest in the story. And the message may be lost because you talk too much. So what do you do? You watch their body language. And strangely, it's in the two extremes. The area around their eyes is a huge giveaway, such as raised eyebrows showing a wow moment. Usually, well, not always, but usually, unless you've shocked them. Lowered eyebrows brows tend to show uh, a lack of understanding. They're concentrating. They're trying to assimilate the data that you've given them. The other extreme is a weird one. It's their feet. If their feet are pointed towards you, they're fully engaged. If they're pointed away from you, you're in trouble. They want to leave. It's like they want to run away. The structure's the same as the short. All you're doing is drawing a more intricate story and you're using even more emotive words. You just dice them through. And here's an example on why changing the direction can be great. My colleague Mark had a similar problem when he was studying civil engineering at XYZ Uni. Over a period of weeks, he told me he was really frustrated by the lack of support he was receiving, or not receiving, from his lecturers and the faculty in general. So many procedures in red tape were blocking his ideas. No one was listening. Eventually he felt felt the need to move his studies to another uni. So, based on the recommendation of friends, he relocated to ABC Uni. He told him about his previous experiences, and because of his honesty and his insight, he gained a respectful audience. Speaking to him recently, his decision has proven to be a huge success as he is about to proudly graduate with a first, and, is, and he's already looking forward to starting his master's with a large smile on his face. So that's a bit more of an emotive story. It's totally not true, because I, I based it on experiences from past conversations, just trying to highlight how those things can work for people. Here's a bit of a bonus section. Why use stories? They make a point. Deliver a message that you need and start by emphasizing with the concerns in front of you. Sometimes with experience you can anticipate those concerns and you can craft that story in order to eliminate the concerns before they're voiced. And this is probably the strongest part of storytelling. You're taking away 
the objections before they are voiced. A friend had problems with a service, service proposition from a rival retailer. They advertised a longer free guarantee on the same product he was selling. So he started telling his customers about their service before they mentioned it. How he felt it was great. How others had told him they had found it lacking compared to his. And how they now feel that his is a much better idea. And this worked for him. This works. Tell them what you're going to tell them. That's the reason they need to listen further. Tell your story. Summarize. Hit that point. Hit that message strongly. Ask the three questions reinforced with agreement. Examples. How good is that? Yeah. I can see you love that. Yes. Perfect for you. Yes, of course it is. Loop it around if needed. Always get affirmation of understanding. Because this makes those questions stronger. And this will probably be a future standalone podcast. Stories of many uses. Ultimately, they entertain. And they deliver the message you want your audience to understand. It's up to you to make that understanding a smile. Advice. Rumbling sucks. Structure is key. To finish, words paint pictures. You can paint the most glorious pictures in the mind of your audience when you try. Be a word artist and start painting those glorious pictures with structure and see how just impactful they can really be. This is Mark signing off. Remember to hit subscribe if you haven't already. If you like what I'm doing, let me know by leaving a star rating on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else that happens to have a star type rating. If you have time, hit a review for me. You can reach me through markrnc.com. And thanks for listening.